Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1086. No matter what the situation is, you're going to have to work with it with a positive attitude. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, John Gardner. Hey, John, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am buckled up. I'm actually in my office seat and don't get to sit down much. So, uh, yeah, this is kind of neat to sit down for a minute. Yep, buckled up and ready to go. There you go. You're one of those lucky guys that doesn't have to sit all day. You get to be up in the shop and working on cars and having fun. So, uh, good deal for you. Well, John Gardner is the host of two popular television shows on Velocity. Tech Garage and Motorhead Garage. John is an ASE Master Certified Automotive Technology Instructor at Chipola College, where his motto is, Outdo One Another in Showing Honor. I love that. He completed the General Motors ASEP and Associate of Science degree programs at Broward College, and John worked for several years at General Motors as a lead technician. His communication skills and wide knowledge base led him to pursue a career in education completing further studies through Florida International University. His passion for the automotive industry has developed into training for much of the automotive industry. So, John, I've told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment before we jump into the questions and share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Yeah, well, it all started at a young age. I mean, we're all turning wrenches and working on cars. Um, You know, then there comes a point in your life as well, what am I going to do? So I'm going to turn wrenches and work on cars. Why not do something you love? So uh, definitely just went down, um, got some formal training, you know, turned wrenches way before that, independent shops and stuff like that, and then decided, hey, you know, I want to get in this dealership thing and went through that ASAP program in uh, South Florida. It was pretty cool. It's a two-year program where you work and go to school and get a college degree and all that good stuff for the guys that like to, you know, use their hands and maybe you know, I'm not the brightest uh, guy in there. So, you know, to do that is just it helped out a lot. And, and once I did that, I started to actually turn wrenches at a dealership. Once I turned wrenches at a dealership, I did that for about seven to 10 years at a GM dealership. From there, I just got opportunity to teach some night classes. And that's where my passion and kind of fell in love with, started teaching some classes here and there, and then did some uh, dropout prevention classes with some kids. And boy, really fell in love with it and just started yeah. teaching. And from there, everything just kind of spiraled down to doing some training and and, you know, YouTube and online training for different manufacturers. And from that, just oh, into TV shows. So, I mean, the possibilities oh, wow. are endless. Crazy. Yeah. So doing a tech garage and motorhead garage on Velocity now and, and still teaching at the same time. So pretty busy. Uh, yeah, I think you are a pretty busy guy. Absolutely. Just so delightful to deal with to get on this show. I mean, most people I'm chasing for weeks, months, sometimes years and John was just like, yeah, I want to do it tomorrow. So here we are. Yeah, it's uh, really great to work with you. And, you know, real quickly, I love a couple of things you said there. One is helping outreach to kids that may be in trouble or are in trouble and need some direction and focus. I'd love for you to touch on that a little more, bit more because it's so important. And especially nowadays in finding jobs for young people who maybe think they need to just go to college and get a liberal arts degree and don't think that uh, turning a wrench or doing something with their hands is that important. But I think it's uh, we're finding it's more and more important for people. Tell us a little bit about that program. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's um, getting into that and helping those kids. I mean, you know, it's not your traditional students. And there's been such a paradigm shift in the whole school system to where everything had to be that four-year degree where everybody had to go out there, you know, doctor, lawyer, you're not successful. And then, boy, they were wrong. I mean, you know, automotive technicians were out there making fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollars a year. So the lights are going on. They're starting to see yep. that. And and reaching out to these kids, you know, like I said, they're kind of a non-traditional student. You know, a lot of these kids just like to work with their hands. So they kind of get pigeonholed into that, you know, stereotype of being an automotive technician. And years ago, that wasn't such a great thing. But today it's changed and it's changing every day. So, you know, reaching out to them and just kind of more of a mentor, a father figure. You know, you spend two years with them in a class and you start teaching them how to do it and this and that. And they never really had that throughout a whole career. I mean, the whole school system set up for just sit in the classroom for two hours hours or 55 minute blocks and write notes. And that's not how guys are built. I mean, we want to use our hands. We want to fix things. So, you know, you're seeing a lot of changes out there and it's starting to happen. But for me to personally reach out and then to see that, you know, three or four years, one of these guys come back and say, Hey, I'm, I'm married. I got a, a wife, kids, a job, a career. You know, I, I didn't know what I was doing and let look at my life now. It's just hugely so rewarding. And oh, yeah. yeah, it's just every day you love to go to work. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but I really get paid to do this. So with this and the TV shows, it's, it's a great, life. It's a great way to live. You've discovered the secret sauce to life. And I think it's so great that you're helping those kids. And even I have a nephew who uh, was never a problem kid. I mean, he just loved to work with his hands and he became a a technician, worked for VW for years and just landed a a really awesome job with Tesla uh, as a technician in a way where he's going to be working online globally with different uh, Tesla owners and and outlets to help them uh, if they have any problems with their cars using computers. I mean, you know, the old days of fixing something are kind of somewhat gone. It's all technology now and diagnostics. And it's really interesting how it's changed. And you're right. The careers now that are available with very healthy paychecks attached to them uh, are absolutely wonderful for the whole industry, I think. So it's great what you're doing. We're going to learn a lot more about what you're doing as we continue on your journey. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's an been important for you in your life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So John, take the wheel. Yeah. And that's what's on our board. And you said it earlier, right up there, outdo one another and show an honor. I mean, there's so many, you know, people talking about this guy or that guy or industry, you know, as automotive as a whole, I mean, just bashing the next guy, you know, that has to stop. So as soon as we can, you know, outdo one another and showing honor, I mean, just no matter what the situation is, you're going to have to work with it with a positive attitude and just go out there and honor no matter whoever works on the car or whatever gets done or in this industry, we all need to come together. And like you said, change that whole shift. I mean, you said your nephew went into that. He's working in Tesla. You said, it's not that he's not bright. These kids are brilliant. You know, they're brilliant. It's just a matter of working with their hands versus sitting in that classroom for eight hours. They don't want to do it. And and they're making the money. So that's my mantra. It's on the the wall here at the school. And and I try to do that everywhere I go, no matter what I'm doing. And just, you know, no matter what I'm dealing with, if I can outdo them and show them honor, that's just the respect and the stuff that they deserve in this industry. That's how I try to accomplish it. Well, I love it. You know, it brings to mind, I was at a car show last weekend and woke up the morning of the car show. I was out of town, a couple of hundred miles from where I live, woke up with a flat tire. I'm like, oh man, there goes my day. I got to go get this fixed and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'll share a quick uh, shout out to Kevin at Costco down in Hillsboro, Oregon. Uh, They weren't even open yet. I went over there, knocked on the door. I saw somebody in there. He opened the door, came out, helped me out, got me back on the road very quickly. I mean, he didn't have to do that. He could have said, man, we don't open till 10. This was an hour before 10. He was there early stacking tires. 
Uh, talk about honor and doing the right thing. And a young man who's uh, got a career changing tires, helping Costco, who knows where he's going to go. But uh, what you just said is a good example of that. So uh, I love that mantra. It's absolutely fantastic. Let's go back in time and share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed a car guy? Um, Not so much a pivotal moment. I mean, you know, you worked on cars your whole life, but I think the pivotal moment came dealership and I started teaching. And then once I started teaching, I was like, wow, you know, cars were always cool. I love to work on cars. I love the diagnostic portion of cars. But then once you started teaching, I'm like, oh boy, okay. So how does this caliper actually work? So to go inside (laughs) the theory, yeah, the theory inside the components and how they're working and really get dive into that. Then I really became a car guy. I'm like, well, cool. If that's how a brake caliper works, how does the transmission work internally? I mean, I could tell you the clutches, I could tell you to diagnose it, but I really didn't understand the you know some of the theory and the things that go along inside of there to get the clutch plaques to engage and everything so to teach i got to read and stay ahead of the curve so i'm sitting there you know all of a sudden i've turned into a reader you know i've been a hands-on kind of working guy through my whole life and now i'm reading this theory and stuff so and then be able to portray that to the kids and pitch it in a way that they know it and you bring it down to their level i mean that was my aha moment is you know when i started to teach and had to do a lot of research and understand how it works not just why it works that was pretty cool yeah Yeah, I love it. Your story reminds me a bit of a past guest and a friend of mine, Steve Ford, who uh, has had some YouTube shows and been on television, and and he did the same thing. I mean, he's been a master technician his whole life, a mechanic, but when he started teaching and helping others move forward in their careers, that's when things really started to blossom for him and open up. And I tell you, after interviewing 1,086 people here, that is one of the secret sauces to life I have learned and I've shared with others is When we help others succeed, that is when we really truly feel fulfilled as human beings. And I think for people that have never had the opportunity you have or Steve or me here on Cars Yeah to do that, once they get that opportunity, they just go, whoa, this is is awesome. I love helping people. So kudos to you for taking that next step and expanding your career and uh, and helping so many people. And even through the television shows, the things people learn on your shows, I love it. It's great. Well, let's take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you may have faced in your career and and share that with us if you would and, and tell us what you learned from that time. Yeah, I guess um, every corner, every corner I turn, it's just, you know, it's always a challenge. But I guess one of the biggest ones were, you know, I hate to keep elaborating on the same thing, but from turning rinses to teaching and, you know, the fear factor, there's a lot of fear and, and, you know, coming in and, well, you know, we're great wrench turners. Yes, we know our subject, but how do we actually get up in front of 25, 30, 100, 300 people and talk about this stuff, you know? and. Are you a public speaker? Are you going to be able to do this? And that's that's probably one of the biggest challenges. And once I got up there and started speaking, you know, and it was good for me because I started out with, you know, six students and, you know, then we go to 25 students and then I'm speaking to some faculties and, you know, next thing I know, I'm doing training videos on YouTube. So I, the <laughs> overcome thousands fear of people, factor, yeah. yeah, right. And then 84 million on TV, but you get to a point, you know, we were doing some, some different things for different venues and you get to a point where there's a whole audience out there and you just get up 
up there and it's like, you know what you're talking about. You're going to talk about it and, and there's no fear there. I mean, they're all the same people. We're all relating. Everybody's going to fail at one time or another. We're all not perfect. So I think right. the biggest challenge was just getting over that, switching from getting into the automotive, getting into the actual public sector where you're going to actually have to get out there and speak and do this and get in front of a crowd. And to overcome that is just knowing your subject matter and, and talking what you know and what you love. And it just comes out so easily and so naturally that, that it works out. Yeah. You know, you touched on something important. I invite a lot of people to be guests here on Cars Yeah. And one of the biggest things I hear is people are afraid. They're like, oh, I'm going to sound like an idiot. And I'm going to say something stupid or silly. And I always reassure them, no, don't worry about that. Um, but a couple of things that are takeaways for me from what you just said, and I want to ask you to elaborate on this just a bit more, is knowing your subject matter is key. Super, super important, of course, when you're going to talk in front of one or a thousand or a million or 87 million that you do in front of people. But what's the one thing you might share with somebody who's really afraid to get up and talk in front of a group? Maybe it's a little Toastmasters group or even just a group of friends in a garage and a cars and coffee thing. What's the one thing you could offer them to help them get over that hump of of being afraid. I think it's just be yourself. Um, you know, when you're you're speaking, just speak what you speak and if you say something wrong, it's okay. Respect the other person's point of view and listen to them and say, "Okay, that's cool." I guess listen and learn. I mean, uh, plenty of times I've gotten up and said some stuff, especially in front of 30, 40 technicians at a summer training session or something and of course, they know more than me. I obviously don't know everything and you know, they'll correct you, they'll tell you and humbly accept it and just say, "Great," you know, and and bring them on your side. That's okay, great. Maybe I point to him, you know, go ahead, you explain it. You're explaining it better than I can. And that's, you know, <laughs> not you in go. a sarcastic manner, but a humble manner and, and learn by it. That's the whole thing when we get up there and we do keynote addresses or anything like that. I mean, you know, we're not, we're by far no experts up there. We're just a person that got lucky, really, with all this stuff and all these great things fell into our lap. So when I'm saying something up there, I'm totally humble and totally open to any other suggestions. Always try to have an open forum to where people can add in and add their stuff. And sure, you want to check all the facts and make sure they're right but everybody's point of view is welcome and, and it's yeah. not and then it takes the fear away it's like okay we're all one big group here just having a big chat great great idea well john let's shift gears and talk about a career aha moment you've had a couple one of course is moving into teaching and then youtube and television uh what's a big aha moment you might share with us that really kind of uh put some headlights on a roadway for you down a new path well, that was it. It was the tech videos. I mean, you know, we just started teaching and then we did a lot of tech videos for different manufacturers, you know, all different, you know, Gates, BBB Industries, whatever's out there. We were doing training for them and, and all of a sudden the training for them is like, wow, I'm up here, you know, I'm teaching and doing the same thing I'm doing in the classroom or, or everything I know about automotive and I'm putting it on film and I wasn't bothered whatsoever. And then the big aha moment came when they contacted and says, hey, you know, you want to do this as a television show and, you know, I'm obviously saying, you know, that's the most boringest television show on television. Are you kidding me? There's no sparks. <laughs> there's no fires. We're not throwing stuff. We're not cursing. Yeah. Yeah. And lo and behold, I mean, we did Tech Garage, which is strictly an educational show, fixing a car from one side to the other. And it turned out to be a huge success. So that was the big aha moment was this that, wow, people are starving for information. They want to learn this stuff. It's a college education on steroids on, on a national platform with 84 million people on Velocity watching it. So I'm like, it's second nature for me. It's so cool to just be able to get up there and do it because this is what I do. So right. I'm doing on TV what I do. And I'm like, wow, it's no problem. It's just, this works out. 
out. I mean, and so unless earlier, like you said, it's not a good industry for somebody who's ADD or was raised on flat rate. I mean, you know, it's a slow, monotonous industry. I mean, you yeah. really have to, you know, it's four hours of filming for 10 minutes of film. So, you yes. know, the patience is a big portion of it. But other than that, that was a huge aha moment is that, you know, hey, I can do this on a national level, what I'm doing right now. And it, I, I don't have to change anything, really. Just learn learn the film industry a bit. Right. It's awesome. Well, again, kudos and congratulations for just uh, continuing on and teaching. And I think that's one of the great things about your show is, yeah, all that uh, fakey-do uh, lifestyle stuff that they seem to make up in a lot of TV shows these days doesn't exist in your show. It's just direct. It's It's common sense. It's teaching. Uh, and that's what most of us car guys want. We really don't care about all the drama. We can leave that to the Kardashians, I guess. Let's talk about your first really special car and have a little fun here. Tell us about the first car you had that was really special. Maybe share a memory you have about that. Yeah, well, it's a good one. My first one was a 71 Plymouth Duster. I mean, you know, this is what <laughs> yeah, I got, the uh, handed down to me. Yeah, a little 318. And uh, the cool thing about that car was I got to drive it for about six months. And then I was in South Florida one day with it. And I was going down a dirt road, going pretty fast and started to turn and decided I wasn't going to make the turn. There was a canal in front of me. So true life story. I said, well, smoking the bandage helped it. So can I. So I told my cousin, hang on, floored it. And man, we went right smack into the middle of the canal. <laughs> <laughs> didn't go very far. <laughs> so I figured out two things real thing that the hook in the bandit wasn't real. That doesn't jump like that. Yeah. And second of all, it's pretty good. But we landed in the middle of the canal in this duster. And I, of course, you know, took a big breath as the water was coming in. We figured we had 10,000 leagues under the sea. And, you know, one stroke, we're standing on the roof yeah. and uh, got him out as well. And the funny part of the whole story is, is they came, they towed the car up the bank. And when they were towing it up the bank, the officer there at the scene, he says, give me the keys. I'm like, what do you mean? Give me the keys. He's like, hand me the keys. They're probably in your pocket. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I reached down and sure enough, they were in my pocket. And he said, it happens all the time down there. People driving these canals, swimming pools and stuff. <laughs> he says, you park the car as it's sinking. You're waiting for the water to come in and put the keys in my pocket. I couldn't believe no it. No way. He was absolutely right. Yeah. True oh my story. Gosh. I mean, yep. There were the keys in my pocket as it was sinking. I just went ahead and parked it. <laughs> that is incredible. I would never think anyone would have the wherewithal after you know, going into water, I mean, the panic idea of drowning and getting out of the vehicle to turn the car off and pull the keys out. I mean, that's incredible. But yeah, just that motor reflex, that physical reflex, muscle memory, if you will, of just what you do when you stop a car. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad you're okay. But yeah, for you youngsters out there, Cars don't fly. They really don't fly. So, no, no, it went plumb in there and it's so quick. I mean, I didn't yeah. make it two feet off the bank. <laughs> no, they go down quick. Yeah, that all that TV stuff is pretty much fakey do. So, oh my gosh. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go you really wish you had back? Yeah, it's embarrassing, but you know, 89 IROG Z. I met my wife in it in 305 TPI with the 704 transmission. I think the Ooh. thing had about 200 horsepower. It was a horrible car. Absolutely loved it. It was the black one with the <laughs> silver. I just, you know, it's the one I had after I put it in the canal and, and drove that around for the longest period of time and just loved it. I mean, I wish I could have got it at a five speed, but they didn't even make it because it wouldn't even hold up to it. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a really bad year for cars. <laughs> if you have one, I'm sorry, but I, absolutely loved the car it was just yeah. it's just one of those things where you fall in love with one of them and i would sure love to have that black eye rock back yeah yeah pretty looking cars well let's talk about today and tomorrow and this year and what has you excited and fired up i'd love for you to share what uh, a little bit more about what's going on with tech garage and motorhead garage on velocity and 
and all the fun things you're doing right now that really have you excited. That hugely has me excited. Yeah, we're going into season five of Tech Garage. And I mean, I I have a co-host, Brian Gregory, who's a DIY car guy, and he's just incredible to work with. So, you know, we do the video questions, the new technology, demo boards, new materials. I mean, the hardest, I guess, one of the challenges for the TV show after you've done season after season five is, you know, new topics or new things to discuss, especially how we approach it with the, um, you know, how does it work and go inside the component, look at the components and new cutaways. So we have a lot of educational sponsors on the show that, you know, give us cool cutaways and do other things like that. So we're going into season five with that, and that's hugely exciting. We always do a project vehicle, so we're looking to um, actually refurbish, hopefully, an old Chevy pickup truck in 83, 84. We did an RSX one year. We did a Project M&M the other year, and so we go into that, and um, Motorhead Garage as well. I think Motorhead Garage starts airing immediately here uh, next week, or mm-hmm. I guess this air in July, but it'll be, um, it'll be airing now, so... Tech Garage is quarter one, quarter two on Velocity. Motorhead Garage is quarter three and quarter four. And the exciting thing about Motorhead Garage is, man, we just get to see everything. There's different products, different cars. I got to race at Charlotte on the Roval with the new Speedway and the Mustang nice. for innovative technologies. Yeah. that We drove a P1 McLaren, which was incredible and just Ooh. got to do so many things. And yeah. And the cool part, that show is just so much fun because of uh, Brian Lowens. He's the co-host for that. And he's an HRA announcer and, and bang shift. And he does put up or shut up. He's got several different shows and he's just Mm -hmm. he is just an incredible talent and just totally brilliant. I mean, it's like the rain man of cars when you work with him. So anytime I go up there and film, it's just a, a whole week of just everything. If there's anything you want to know about a car, this guy will tell you. So it's just super exciting. It's super exciting to film them both and, and, and you know, and, and look at the finished product that's out there. And, and like I said, with Tech Garage, it's really cool to see the results with the people learning and writing you in on the emails and saying, wow, this is how it works. I did, you know, and it's funny because I think our audience is probably guys like myself. I mean, I'm, I'm 50 two years old and I'm sitting there, you know, wanting to watch TV and understand how some of this stuff works. You would have never thought in a million years you could put a college education on steroids and, and have it happen <laughs> on TV and, and, and be popular. And it, and it really is. So it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun to see the end results of them. No doubt. No doubt. Well, kudos to you and the team at Velocity Tech Garage, Motorhead Garage for putting on an awesome show for us guys that love the real deal. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, congratulations on moving into season five. That's very cool. Here's a very introspective question for you, John. If you were a vehicle, a car, a truck, a motorcycle, what would you be and why? Wow. All the manufacturers are doing it. I mean, I would be that classic with all the new amenities. I mean, I'm just, I'm to the point in my life where I love the classic cars. You see the Camaro, the Mustang, the Challenger all coming back and how they came back. They already accomplished it. I mean, retro mods. I don't want to drive an old car and beat myself to death. I want air conditioning and I want to drive it like it's a (laughs) rack and pinion car, but I want something cool looking as well. So definitely something along the line with some of those new cars that are out there or even a retro mod that would be, you know, good drivability, want fuel injection, I want to crank it up and go. I don't want to pump the pedal anymore and wait for it to spot yeah. the <laughs> yes. I want air conditioning and I just want to go, but yet I want it to look cool. So definitely definitely a classic car, looking car, but yet all the new amenities. Yeah, there are a lot of cool ones out there these days too. I'm so happy to see that. Well, John, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. 
They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom patterned for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. Hey, this is Mark Green. Are you interested in selling online and building a sustainable business? Bonanza is a marketplace platform that empowers you to create your dream business. Getting started at Bonanza is easy. You can start fresh or import your items from other marketplaces like Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or Shopify. Auto parts and accessories are a high-performance category at Bonanza, and there's no risk involved in signing up. There are no listing fees or monthly fees. You pay only when you make the sale. Bonanza listens to seller feedback and uses it to improve tools and build new features, so there are tons of customization options for sellers no matter what the size of your business. Be sure to sign up using the link bonanza.com slash cars. Yeah. And you'll receive a free consultation with Bonanza experts who make sure that you are on your way to generating sales. That's bonanza.com slash cars. Yeah. Okay, John, we're back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Be patient. <laughs> Definitely be patient. Yeah, I, uh, if you're not patient, it's just going to result in doing a job over and over again. Uh, where were you when I was a kid and trying to get my exactly. brakes fixed fast enough to make it to a date that night? Yeah, I should have been more patient. <laughs> I ended up taking my parents' car. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? A uh, positive attitude. I mean, I think yeah. you can change anything with an attitude. Charles Wendell once said, I mean, you know, he's convinced that life is 10% of what happens and 90% of how you react to it. So yes. I just go into every situation with a positive attitude and everybody hopefully will change and go along with me. There you go. I love it. Now, how about a resource? There are an awesome number of resources these days for us. Is there one in particular you'd like to share? Um, you know, any resources, I, I, all the internet training today is good. I mean, that's what we're doing on John Gardner TV is the same thing. We're just putting out there as much as we can from the college as far as educational videos, how-to videos, you know, where everybody can see it worldwide. And they don't have to actually enroll in a class and start getting back and tinkering with the cars. You know, a lot of people are afraid of them today, and, and they don't have to be. It's the same, same like you said. The brakes are the same. They've never changed. And if we can just put the professional twist on it and bring it down to a level to where they can see it. So, you know, at John Gardner TV, we put a lot of those videos on there and, and let them look at those videos. Very nice. I'll make sure I put a link to that on John Shoner's page on the Cars yeah website. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? That would be the old my old partner at the other school where I used to teach, and his name is Gary Miggins. He's an old instructor, and he was uh, mm-hmm. at the time when I started teaching, he was a fifty or sixty, just getting ready to retire. And you know, he could have sat back and just said, "Hey, you know, like the industry, here's the keys, enjoy teaching." But man, he just 
he he gave me everything he could give me. He was a graduate from New York University, and he had a degree in curriculum development. So he taught me everything there was to do when it comes to teaching, or I probably would have bailed in the six months. So yeah, he, yeah. he changed my whole life and my career. Well, so many teachers do in this in in our lives. I think all of us can think back to those special teachers that really stood out and really made something uh, happen in our lives or enlightened us in some great way. Uh, so sounds like an awesome guy. How about a book? Is there a book that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, actually, the, my co-host, Brian Lowens, he turned me on to that rivet head. That was pretty good. The true and gritty, realistic you know, story of the factory and stuff. It was amazing what went on back there. So I just, I, I enjoyed it. It was a really good read. And it's just, it's neat to look back and see, wow, what was really happening out there. And maybe, maybe the demise of a lot of the vehicles and cars. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. First time that book's been recommended here on Cars. Yeah. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these great resources John has shared. On his show notes page on the Cars yeah website, just go to carsyeah.com, type in John Gardner. Those things will be listed there along with this book. There's a great place on the site called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and books recommended by the past 1,085 inspiring automotive enthusiasts are listed. I made it really easy for you with a quick click to buy. It's an amazing resource on the Cars yeah website. Incredible library of books. Here we are up to the checkered flag. John, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you. Any cool collective car in the world, but there's a couple guidelines here. One is you have to keep it and you have to drive it and you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. So what can I buy you today? Probably not because of the money. I just, like I said before, it's not, not even a collector's car, but I love the Cadillac CTS-V with the racing division. So once again, I'm sitting in air conditioned and heated seats. I got all the amenities I need, but yet I got 650 supercharged horsepower under the hood with a probably a good known engine and a good rear-wheel drive that, that I know that's been around for years and something I'm comfortable to work on and have for the rest of my life. So that would probably be, that would be the one I would keep and, and you know, have, have both that high performance and yet luxury at the same time. Boy, it does. I'll tell you, my uh, my late mother-in-law, I was down in Southern California and took her, her car in for her to have it serviced at Cadillac. I'd never owned a Cadillac before. And I was sitting in the showroom working on my laptop and it was early in the morning and one of the guys came in and one of those cars was sitting in the showroom and he fired it up to move it out of the showroom. And I just went, holy cow, what is under the hood of that thing? Oh my goodness. And it kind of enlightened me a little bit. And the salesman said, well, let's take it for a drive. And uh, Oh my goodness, you picked a interesting, fun car. Yeah, kind of a little bit of a sheep in, in wolf's clothing, but beautiful looking cars too, I think, design-wise. Cadillac has really changed a lot about their cars and who they're responding to and just uh, and making some really, really nice, fast cars. Uh, CTSV, all right, I'll get to work. What color would you like that to be? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. Black, well, you're making it. Black, black would be the best one. Yeah, at least. Oh, black in Florida, too. You're a brave man, not only keeping it clean, but hot. But they do have good air conditioning systems. So I think that'll exactly. be easy. Yeah. Well, John, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah audience. Please offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Cadillac STSV. Absolutely. I just go back to the beginning without doing one another and showing honor. I think our industry, I mean, I just, if I can impart anything to anybody, just be respectful. Let's change this industry to the point where, you know, start mentoring some of these kids we talked about, get them out there, give them a chance, give them an opportunity. And and remember, there's a huge generational gap between the kids and, and millennials and everybody out there. And I guess if I had to tell them anything, it's not wrong. It's just 
different. Everybody's a little bit different. So, you know, just be open and be respectful to the point of views and everything that's going on out there. And uh, everything will be just fine. I think our industry is in great shape and uh, fixing cars and, and the cars are out there and the technology's out there and, and, and we can do it. These kids can do it. And we just need to pass that down to them. There you go. I feel better already. Thank you for that. Very <laughs> nice. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and your TV shows on Velocity, Tech Garage and Motorhead Garage? Yeah, they can go to JohnGardnerTV.com. Uh, everything from both shows are on there. That's where we kind of keep everything up. There's a Tech Garage website as well, but most of that stuff links over to it. So JohnGardnerTV.com, and um, same on the YouTube is the same channel. So it's all right there for them. We can see what's going on every day, and something's always going on, whether it's here at the college or filming or one of the shows or some industry training or something. There's something going on. It's like controlled chaos, 100 miles an hour with our <laughs> hair on fire. So, But fun. Got to love it. Yeah, you are a busy guy. I think it's great. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything John has shared, including those sites on the Cars yeah website. Just go to CarsYow.com, type in John Gardner, and you'll get linked over there. Check him out on Tech Garage, Motorhead Garage, John Gardner TV. I mean, a plethora of valuable, fun, enjoyable entertainment and education. John, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Yeah, thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate the time and the effort that you put into it and all your listeners. Thank you so much. You are welcome. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.